This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Whistling inside with the two-hand flush. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. Glad Stafford donated money. I didn't get any of that money. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Blinded by the light. Detroit is dealing Matthew Stafford to the L.A. Rams in exchange for two future first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. Jared Goff in the line. Eight five. Goff's going to throw, and it's caught by St. Brown for a first down. And business is done. Yeah, it means a lot, but it's uh. This team's special. This team's really special, and uh, it's about our team. I, I obviously had some personal connections there, but it's about our team, and it's about the 2023 Lions. I know we uh, just broke a streak that's been going on for 30 years, but it's about this squad. It's about the people in this locker room, in this building. It's about our head coach, Dan Campbell, and what he infuses into all of us, and it's about us. What a way to start a Monday. I'm going to do something I've never done. I didn't tell anyone I was doing this. Get ready to adjust my audio. Whoa! Look at that. You want to know why I'm celebrating? Because John's back. Welcome back, John. Ah, oh, so happy to be here, Ben. I think you're celebrating and you're happy for a different reason, but oh, I appreciate I? it. Am I? No, no, no. We're happy because you're back. We got our guy back in the building. John, you came back in just enough time. You missed a Michigan National Championship. But you did come back to Michigan for maybe the greatest day this state has ever had since the old Toledo War. <laughs> wow, the old reference <laughs> in the Toledo War. Here we go. I... I, I feel like it's the 1990s. The only difference is I'm alive for this, but you got a Michigan national championship, so you're as happy as ever. And I I can't imagine how happy you were that day, but I have to feel it's, I mean, you're probably happier today because you came in as static when you came to the studio. Hey, the Lions won again, man. They won a playoff the game. First Lions time in your life. Playoff game. And for as surreal as it feels, I told you guys, we spoke it into existence for as Surreal as it feels that the Lions, we can utter the words out loud, the Lions have won a playoff game. Uh, almost 24 hours later, you know, I can't even say I'm surprised. It just felt like the Lions were destined to win that game. This seemed like fate. This seems like the season that belonged 
to the brand new Lions. And let me tell you, John, that feeling last night in Detroit, I made the trip down. I had to go experience it in Detroit. I know. Unbelievable. (laughs) Truly unbelievable. The energy downtown, I mean, it was freezing cold. Like frostbite, ears couldn't feel them, hands felt like they were going to fall off. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter. Everyone was so happy. Everyone had a smile on their face. There was tears. Wow. From you? There might have been. I got a little little choked up. Uh, I watched the Week 18 highlights from last year when they beat Green Bay before we got down to Detroit. That made me cry. There you go. That made me cry to get ready for the game. Uh, But, man, there's a lot of guys you can credit for yesterday's game. But I think it was a genuine. There's no Superman on this team. That's kind of been the motive all year long. Ever since Dan Campbell took over, there's no one guy. There's no one trick. This is a team. And yesterday was about the team for as much as we want to make it about Stafford, Goff, McVay, Campbell, the storylines. This was a full team performance led by a lot of different guys on both sides of the ball. Defense wasn't great. wasn't a top tier performance. There's still holes on this team, yet we sit here, you get hot at the right time, and now you're one game away in which you're probably going to be favored. Whoever wins tonight is the Lions opponent next week in Ford Field, by the way, in Ford Field because those Dallas Cowboys lost and forfeited the, the number two seed over to the Lions. The Lions host another game. They win that game that they will be favored in. And suddenly they're playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And at that point, any given Sunday, man, any given Sunday, they could, they could, all it takes is one win. And, and that right there is where I cross the line of this doesn't feel real. This feels like I'm dreaming that that could happen. It, it was a classic game, by the way, and the best one so far in the Super Wild Card weekend, just from oh, no a, doubt. A, a, na- a national perspective or just a football fan feeling perspective. But it had to feel good. It had to feel good. And as much as, you know, a lot of the onus or in terms of the negatives going to be on the defense and, and, and part of what I'm sure is going to be that one caveat of why, I mean, you're as over the moon as you can be, but that still hold up about going into next week's going to be, you know, some of the holes in the secondary. They did make the adjustments at halftime. Yeah. And I think that's something overlooked when, and we'll get into, believe me, all the X's and O's and we have up until uh, seven o'clock tonight on the mitt, but I, like you, you should be ecstatic for this team. You should be ecstatic and it just feels good. Well, what team doesn't have holes in it right now? Like we can no, we can sit here and bitch uh, yeah. about the secondary and say we need new corners, we need to draft like they should have traded for someone at the deadline. We can play that game, but is there any team right now that's just besides Baltimore, I guess besides both one seeds that are just humming? I mean, they're, they're the one seeds for the reason. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I think the Lions have the best shot of winning the Super Bowl, but guess what? They do have a shot at playing in that game and winning that game. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities at this point. Do you? And, and I, I do not. And, and of a guy on the opposition who could take over a game at the quarterback position, I think you already beat the best of what's left in the NFC. Oh, Brock Purdy's not going to dominate a game the way that Stafford did through the air. Jalen hurts as much as I love him. It's just not in the cards right now. And mm-hmm. Brock Purdy does isn't the main reason for that, right? Like it's it's gonna be McCaffrey led if he finishes with 350 yards in a hypothetical NFC championship game. Jalen Hurts you, might not even make it out of tonight. No, you got over the hurdle of the best offensive team you probably could have faced in this NFC playoffs, and you beat him. And, and, and you only needed 24 points right, and you beat him. Right. It feels it, it was a tale of two halves for the offense because and it didn't feel like that at the time, but now that we're 24 hours yeah. almost removed from it. 
I mean, the Lions scored on their first three drives with ease. 75 yards, all three of those drives. It was like a hot knife going through butter walking into the end zone. Yeah. And then in the second half, you kick one field goal, but it ended up being enough because I thought the coaching was phenomenal from the get-go. Like You didn't have Dan Campbell doing any ridiculous things. You didn't have any fake punts. You only went for it on fourth down once, and it was on the one-yard line. And guess what? You trusted your quarterback to make that play, just like you did when the game was on the line. Listen, I said it was about the team. And as much as Jared Goff reflects any attention off of him, like a mirror onto his teammates, kind of the same way J.J. McCarthy does. Yeah, I just did that. Oh, boy. The way that Goff puts all (laughs) all the attention on his teammates, I just feel like we owe it to him this game. Right now, in this moment, almost 24 hours after, to give him as much credit as we possibly can. He did not let the storylines, he did not let the lights, he did not let anything get to him all week long. And I think I I almost did a bad job of it last week on the show, not talking about Jared Goff enough because he just, anytime someone asked him about it, not only did he reflect it off of him, he made it seem like it wasn't really a big deal that he was going against his former team, that he was going against his former coach. And the second everyone got in that building, it was like, we are going to lift this guy up and propel him to have a great game. He hadn't even come out into the, onto the field yet. And we were chanting his name, Jared, Jared, Jared. We were, I wasn't even in Ford field yesterday. No, you know, because I'm, I'm poor and don't have $600 to go sit in the nosebleeds. You're, you're saving it. You're saving the money right. for the yeah, NFC yeah. championship when hey, San Fran loses. And yeah, I'll tell you what, if Jameson Williams scores two touchdowns next week, I'm going to the game. There you go. But <laughs> so you're not going is, <laughs> so is the probably- answer. I know for, folks, we know one certainty <laughs> going into next week. That's not going to happen. How about two targets? He had two targets last night. I don't even Oh, here's what I was going to say. I wasn't even in the building, but we were walking through Detroit and it's just, there's energy so great. Mm-hmm. The vibes are so high. There was no nerve. It, like, which is so weird because you'd think first playoff home playoff game in 30 years, there'd be this nerve, this, this gut in your stomach. That wasn't the case. We knew we were going to win. That was the energy in that, in, in the building I was in. Uh, any people I came across. And even before the game started, I heard Jared Goff, <laughs> Jared Goff. J- we propelled this guy up and he came through. He had one bad play. That, that backwards two hand throw. I don't know what that was, but he got <laughs> over it really quick because the next play was a 23 yard reception to Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Another phenomenal game from him yep. ended up picking the first down. And just like that, that play was in the past. Whereas in past games in past years, he would have let that get to him. Unreal performance from Jared Goff, and I think we owe it to him uh, to call Ford Field Goff's kingdom. The there rest you go. Of the oh, yeah, kingdom. Yes. The, on that specific point, too, I, I guess you can call it the bounce-back ability. It happened twice. The two-hand throw, and then he bounces back with a completion of St. Brown. And then the same thing, too, when I believe it was a holding penalty that drew him back uh, 10 yards, but it was a first and 20, and he just found... Uh, what was it? Reynolds over the middle oh, and Reynolds got down to the 10. Game. Like I, when that penalty happens, I'm like, ah, this is where the drive stalls. He didn't get phased by the, not a, an abundant amount of adversity that was thrown his way. But when there was a couple of slip ups, he bounced back right away. And when this show launched, by the way, all the way back in October, it seemed like at least once a week, depending on the matchup and everything we talked about, where Jared Goff stands, right? And it's been ups and downs, and if he gets a contract extension or not, whatever. I'm still not ready, and we may differ on this, uh, to solidify him as the guy, because I still want to see it on the road in in some cold weather environment. But 
I don't think anyone beats this team at home. I, I really don't. And, and and that's my, I mean, you only got one more feeling. game and it I, remains well, true. It's it just, it's just the way it is. And he looks phenomenal. I mean, tight spirals everywhere there, there was, I, I can't really recall besides again, that great two hand throw, uh, a, a miss throw, you know, that, that was really egregious or behind a receiver. Cause even in games that Goff has played well this year, there's one or two times a Laporta or a Williams or St. Brown has bailed him out in a certain spot. Everything was right on the money yesterday, including the last throw he made to St. Brown. It was where it needed to be perfect. And I, you, you got to give kudos to Goff because that was the quote unquote revenge game. That was the guy who they traded you for, right? The guy who said, yeah, they didn't wait. believe in you. They 16? Didn't, they didn't believe in him. They didn't believe. And Stafford and Stafford played his heart out too. the bloody, the bloody finger and, and, and everything uh, the, the like that concussion that, that and, he definitely had. And Goff had to watch that too. And like, no way, no way is this guy going to do it. Stafford but. went to Mars for a few seconds there. <laughs> uh, how about this Postseason averages coming into this game for Jared Goff? Mm-hmm. 57% completion percentage, 6.6 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 79. Yesterday, 81.5% completion percentage, 10 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 121.8. Surreal performance from Jared Goff. That right there's our guy. They didn't believe in you in LA, JG. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't want you no more, 16. You're our guy. Uh, I, I think... I, you know, some people can call me out on being a hypocrite on this, uh, going back on my word, saying I said the opposite a few months ago, a few weeks ago. That's okay. I, I think I'm ready to give an, him an extension. Yeah, here we I go. Think, I think I'm ready. No, well, we don't need to have that conversation now. I think that's, that's for a, a different show. But I, I think I'm ready to call him our guy. <laughs> I think I'm ready. He's Na- ready. 989-837-6125. We want to hear from you guys, too. How was your experience watching this game? What was your main takeaway, and who would you rather play? The Bucks or the Eagles? They face off at 820 tonight. Winner gets to come. Gets? I don't know. That might be a stretch. Has to come to Ford Field and deal with these Detroit Lions. Uh, we'll be right back. Obviously going to keep rocking this game the rest of the way. Player grade still to come. Always a lock of the day. All on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9. The Mitt. <laughs> we still have those, huh? Jeez. Been sitting there since October. I, I didn't know what was going to happen when I popped one of these off. I, I wonder if these expire. No, I, oh, my gosh. So like much celebration. We, so we got to get a confetti installer in here. I mean, national championships, a playoff win. Do we credit ourselves for the success of Michigan and the Lions? Well, I mean, when we launched, I, I was having, you know, conversations with my friends and people the perfect time to launch a show in the state of Michigan. It just felt that like, obviously it's October, so it's football season, whatever. But you know, Michigan was a top two team in the country at that point. You, and you, didn't, the Lions, believe that. you didn't believe that. Yeah, well, were, I, I didn't like believe it. I still don't, I still don't believe it. Oh my God. I saw no, it and I still you know can't what? believe it. I'm, but, I'm glad you weren't here for that. No, but I, I, I credit them and we'll get into it. Today's the Lions. Today's for the Lions, but no, but like it's the perfect time, you know. Everything seems to be on the up and up, except for basketball, of course. But uh, everything. Hey, the Pistons is, won today, by oh, the way. Oh yeah, no, they did. Amazing. No, Cade Cunningham, no problemo. Oh man, but yeah, no c- celebration time. I mean, if twenty twenty four ended today, I think it'd be the best year of your life. Ben. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I genuinely. Think I think you're fifteen right. days would be better than three sixty five of any other year. I don't know how it gets better than this unless the Lions just continue to win. I Which think, I, I, I think, think is it. realistic. Um, 
All right, let's let's dive back into the game a little bit because there, there's just so much to get to here. Um, let me just say this. Amon Ross St. Brown is a superstar, and I know I'm not breaking news there, but when the Lions needed him the most, and I mean that both literally and in a sense of throughout the entire game yesterday, open every single time. What, it was nine receptions uh, for 109, just incredible stuff from Amon Ross St. Brown. Hutchinson, same thing. Just keeps getting better as the game goes on. For as much grief as this guy got this year, from us included, that he couldn't get home, that he wasn't finishing, that he missed that it factor, that superstar factor. You know what superstars have in them, John? As the game goes on, as the lights get brighter, as the moment gets bigger, the players get better. And that's exactly what happened with Aiden Hutchinson last night. The fourth quarter was maybe the best quarter he's played all season long. And I don't even think he registered either of his sacks in the fourth quarter, did he? No. But he drew the holding call. Mm -hmm. He was blowing up the Rams' right tackle, blowing him up and just getting to Stafford. He he did feel like one of the three best edge rushers in the league during that fourth quarter. Maybe you can say throughout the whole course of the game, he did register nine pressures. Nine pressures on Matthew Stafford, which came into handy. A lot of people, there was a big audience that were, what what are pressures good for if he's not getting home? Mm -hmm. Games like yesterday. Games like yesterday are exactly why pressures matter. No, 100%. And when you have Stafford, who had 36 pass attempts, so dropped back a a lot in that game, he got pressured probably exactly where the Lions wanted it to be. And and Hutchinson got some help, which was nice to see. And and obviously, like part of it, you you talk about, oh, pressures don't matter. A pressure was Stafford injuring his hand, right? That throw to the helmet, that's rushing a throw. And even though, you know, the throw was made, hand came down the helmet and it altered him. You know, it didn't feel like, all too much but it did it did it was it was a nuisance that he had to deal with but no I mean Hutch has elevated his game and and we've seen spots of that this season you know where he's made that fourth quarter big play but just looking at the statistics you wanted more from him and I think that's been uh which was fair yeah a fair point made by fans and I think in-house part of the conversation with Hutchinson as well uh and I'm sure Aaron Glenn felt that way you, you got, more, you you got, got, got more. yesterday. You got a premier pass rusher playing in a playoff game like you should. Which has been the last month. In the past three yeah. games, he has seven sacks. Yeah. Seven sacks. He was on. Think about this. He beat his defender one out of every three plays. He mm-hmm. had a win percentage of 34 yesterday. Wow. That's domination. Yeah. Like, you can't expect him to get home every single play. No. But a 34% win rate? Is just ridiculous type of numbers. Uh, a, a 39.1% pressure rate. So he was getting to Stafford. And I mean, you br- maybe the pressures don't matter for a guy like Lamar, for a guy like Mahomes who mm. can just escape and, and find open space and extend the play. But when you're going against a guy like Stafford or Brock Purdy or anyone else you're going to have to see in the NFC this year, not named Jalen Hurts, yeah. yeah, those pressures do matter, especially against a guy who like Stafford who – isn't necessarily known for being mobile anymore, who can't really run around. Get a hand in his face, and it's going to make a big difference, and yesterday did. Now, Stafford, I still thought, played a vintage Stafford game, puts Mm -hmm. up a ton of yards, has some cool sidearm throws that go viral on Twitter, and then still loses. Uh, no, yep, that's what happened. That's that's uh, the classic uh, Stafford game in uh, Ford Field. I'll tell you, too, to return to Hutch, an underrated play, because it just, I guess, 
maybe not underrated to some people, but it just uh, jarred for me there. When Cup was wide open and it was Hutch's pressure, was the only reason that wasn't a 40-yard completion. Uh, I, I forget. I think that was in the second quarter, but he, he was all over the place. He was all over the place. And even said that, even Hutch having a premier game, Stafford still got his, but as you mentioned, down the stretch, uh, they just couldn't do it. Question for you now, oh. because this is what I was, you know, obviously I'm sure you were uh, very happy in this moment and maybe weren't thinking about it, but with 414 to go, and I understand it's a fourth and 14. I know what you're asking. I was going to ask you this at some point. I, I, don't, I, yeah, I don't know how you leave the game on the table for that Rams defense, and I get it. They made the second half adjustments, and you never know if the Rams' pass rush could have just got to Goff. Wait, for, or, for the people who don't know what you're, yeah. you're talking about, explain. Well, no, exactly. The, the, I mean, the last Rams' offensive play. It was a third and 14, incompletion into double coverage. They were trying to fit it into Puka, so it's now a four, fourth and 14. There's 4.15 on the clock, and it's a lot of fours, and you're at Detroit's 44-yard line, and they punted away. Well, not to, I, that's not even what I thought you were going to ask. I thought you were going to ask whether or not Dan Campbell should have accepted that holding call. Oh. Because while I was watching that, I was, that's telling, a good point too. I was telling my friends, there's no way they accept this, right? There's no way they accept this. You make it fourth down, you make the Rams take their points the way Matthew Stafford was slinging the rock at that point, mm-hmm. and you get the ball back and too. try to go match with a field goal or – a touchdown of your own and seal the game. I wanted the offense to take it. Dan Campbell, the aggressive mindset he plays with, <laughs> the trust, the belief in his players that he coaches with said, you know what? No, back him up. Let's accept this penalty, this holding call, put him out of field goal range, and I trust our defense on third and yeah. 14 to get a stop. You know, I, I didn't second guess that though. I th- I'm, I'm looking at the Rams going for it. Uh, we would have gone for that. Yeah. Dan Campbell would have gone for that. J- just based, and, and again, it's, maybe it's a lack of trust in your defense, but you saw what happened. It's like they didn't need, Detroit didn't need to go down the field and score. They need to just pick up two first downs. Is that it, was it. Is it crazy to say Dan Campbell, like this was kind of my big, one of my worries going into this game. And I, again, I, I, I thought the Lions were going to win. Obviously, you still have worries going into games. But you had a, a, a Super Bowl winning head coach, a guy who's a playoff contender year in and year out going against someone who's never been in the playoffs before. Yeah. Is it crazy to say that Dan Campbell outcoached Sean McVay yesterday? I don't think so. And a part of that, which Dan Campbell has this ace up the sleeve anytime they're playing in Ford Field, mm-hmm. it's honestly kind of a shame we waited 24 minutes to bring this up. The crowd last night was unreal. That was the 12th man. Seattle can call whatever their stadium, <laughs> whatever they want. Yeah. What happened in Ford Field last night was an unbelievable feeling. Even just watching on the broadcast, you could feel that crowd. That was probably the loudest crowd I've heard all year in the NFL. And the fact that the the Lions fans made the Rams call a timeout with under one one minute into the third quarter and one minute into the fourth quarter. I mean, you could argue the Rams don't have any timeouts that last drive, and that cost them the game. All it took was one Lions first down, and it was over. And sure enough, Dan Campbell, again trusting his quarterback, Jared Goff, to finish the game, puts it in the ball of Jared Goff. He puts it in the hands of Amon Ross St. Brown, where they could have ran the ball yep. and brought it to, I don't know, third and six, however many yards they pick up, then you're faced with a third and six. No, he said, I'm second and nine. We're going to throw the ball and win this game. And that's exactly what they did. The repercussions of that not being complete, all of a sudden it's third and nine. The clock is stopped with 155 to go, and you have risk. to pick up this first down or else the Rams are getting the ball back with one minute to go, that was a huge risk. Yeah. And if that doesn't go the way it does go, Dan Campbell's getting huge criticism right now. Mm-hmm. Huge. But you know what? 
He trusted his guys. He drew up the right play. Amon Ross St. Brown comes up clutch again. Jared Goff, he said after the game, he didn't even know that they won the game at that point. It wasn't until... Near did Tariko, by the way. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't either. It Did was his know? one slip up. I, I figured with the math, I was like, I think it's got to be over. Dan Miller like, knew immediately yeah, if you course, heard yeah. that call. He was like, and the Lions yeah, win yeah. the game. You just got to do It's tough with a lot of things going on, but you got to do that math in your head because Tariko's like, oh, it's not over yet. And then. No, you need a math like, guy no, in the booth. You need a, <laughs> that's you why, need that's a numbers why, guy. That's why when I do games with Brad, I feel completely secure. <laughs> Guy's a human calculator. We've talked about it. 989-837-6125. That's the number to the Frick Sports Bar. Text line one more time. That's 989-837-6125. We'll hit that when we come back. You're listening to the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay Region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. Here it go! <laughs> that was the uh, the Detroit Lions locker room after the game, waiting for Jared to to come back in into the locker room. Jared, otherwise known as JG16, otherwise known as the King of Detroit, Goff's Kingdom. Yeah, Goff's Kingdom's now for Ford Field. You're gonna have to write that letter to the Fords, I guess. Uh, like you want the you want the change. I'm trademarking that, by the way. Goff's Kingdom. Goff's Kingdom. TM. Patent pending. Let's hit the Frick Sports Bar text line 989-837-6125. Give us your thoughts on yesterday's game. Give us your thoughts on how far you think the Lions can take this thing. And of course, who would you rather play next Sunday at three o'clock? The Buccaneers or the Rams? They play tonight at 820 right now. Bills on top of the Steelers. 21 to 7. Uh, obviously, snow delayed that one yesterday. All right. Frick Sports Bar text line one more time. 989-837-6125. Zach chiming in. What's going on, Zach? Uh, hey, guys. Zach here. Watching the game at home with my dad was an unbelievable and emotional experience. JG16 played at a high level and didn't turn the ball over. Let's not forget Josh Reynolds' revenge game he had. As far as who I want to play, give me the bucks. Fun fact. Uh so the Rams didn't want to give Josh Reynolds a second contract. He ends up getting going to Tennessee, works out with Tennessee, and gets cut by them before the Lions pick this guy up. Can you believe that? The Lions or the Titans cut him. This is like a really reliable guy for Jared Goff, the second best receiver yesterday, right? I think so. I mean, and and he had to take a step up with uh no Khalif Raymond yeah. in the lineup for Detroit, and and he did. I, maybe that's the reason Vrabel's um, out of Tennessee because that that dismissal shocked me. <laughs> but let that guy slip away. Yeah, yeah, he's been one of the most reliable targets for two years now in Detroit. Um, and that those goes all the way back to the to LA Rams days. Uh, those two's connection together. So yeah, great revenge yep. game for both of those guys. Uh, Zach, I'm glad you got to enjoy that experience with your dad, dude, because. <laughs> there's there's not been a lot of Lions fans who have memories like that where nope. they, they have unforgettable game-watching experiences. I'm glad everyone is getting these. Iggy from Midland, what's going on, Iggy? Okay, we do want to face... Who do we want to face on Sunday, the the Bucks or the Eagles? Uh, who do you want to face on Sunday, Iggy? Uh, John, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, just on paper, you, you want to face the Bucks? Yeah. Uh, and I think in actuality, you, you want to face Tampa Bay. I, I, I Listen, Baker can step up, and they have a great receiving core. Like The one thing that scares you about Tampa is that arguably right now, 
they have more weapons than Philly does with Brown. Yeah, LIA, yeah, right. Well, he's I mean, supposed can, to play next week, but he's supposed to. He's being a little diva. Wow. But you're you're making that point, and like, it, it, it's just how you feel. And the Bucks defense is much improved from a year ago. But again, this is a Bucks team that came from what was a putrid NFC South. The Eagles, defending Super Bowl champions, and I don't like the matchup of a mobile quarterback hurts against this against the Lions defense. If again they were to to win tonight, that's that that's a problem. And I don't know if Hurts, I guess pun intended, is fully healthy or not. If he is hurt or not, I think we're gonna find that out tonight. Yeah, but. Uh, this Eagles team is not the team that the same team yeah, they were even not, like three months ago. Though. They they have to establish the run. Like you, you saw it last night where the Rams tried to establish the run and they really you know couldn't get into a rhythm and then they were reliant honestly uh, on Stafford. Well, the Cowboys tried to establish the run. You can't they, run on the Lions, man. Like you can't run on them. for as much as people give this team grief, it's like oh they can't stop anybody. They can't stop dude. You can't run on this team, no. and that makes a team one dimensional. So the other team can put up passing yards all they want. I think that's four straight weeks where someone has allowed or the Lions have allowed a game of 300 plus passing yards to the opposing quarterback. Yeah. That's okay. It looks bad on paper, but when you completely take away one side of the ball and it becomes one dimensional and you force a team to, you take away half of their offense, that matters, dude. That matters big time. Yeah. I I honestly thought I I I knew Puka was going to have a good game. I bet the over part of a parlay that missed, of course. But I knew he was <laughs> one I leg knew, away. You one leg away. I knew he was going to not for that much, but I knew he was going to be a component of it. But I figured it was going to open up for him because they were going to be able to establish the run with Williams. The the, the Vegas lines on the opposing wide receiver one going against the Lions <laughs> got to be higher. Vegas does not under, the over has hit like nine weeks in a row going back to the first Bears game. Was the yeah the first Bears game was before the Packers yeah yeah, yeah. It, it goes all the way back like eight nine weeks now that the overs hit for the opposing wide receiver Jeez. one it's it's nasty uh, Iggy chiming back in uh, like I said the Sun God and Aiden Clutchinson had a hell of a game <laughs> I want to face the Eagles so we can show why uh, so we can show why we traded Swift to them hey l- listen I I mean in terms of like oh let, let's pump the chest let's let's be the best of the best you want the Eagles but if we want the easiest road I think we want the Bucks. like yeah. it would be cool to, I honestly it'd be it's, cool to beat a murderer's row you avoid Dallas oh. but you beat you beat you know you, you beat the Rams then you beat the Eagles and then you beat the 49ers There'd I mean be you no get, you doubters get, then yeah you get pretty much every division besides uh the North obviously but that's why you won the North and then you see what happens in the big game but I that would be nice in terms of like again pumping the chest and, right. and showing you're the true I guess best team in terms of the highest seeds left and whatever but I'll take the Bucks. I, I mean you can say the same thing as to okay you could like I wanted to go to Dallas I wanted to go get revenge on them because I, I I genuinely believe they would have showed up to Dallas and throttled the Cowboys and maybe that doesn't seem like as hot as a take now that we no. saw what happened to Dallas. Um, it was the harder route. But yeah, we're all happier that that we get to another home playoff game against whoever wins tonight. So uh yeah. 989-837-6125. Jeremy, our guy uh, from Beaverton chiming in. What's going go. on, Jeremy? Missed you, Jeremy. <laughs> when, when I was away, I was like, man, you know, I miss Jeremy right now. That's what I said to myself. Why would it only be one more game if things go right? Can't they get two more games at home? San Fran would have to lose to Green yes, Bay. Yes, that's because we were talking about, and, and I, I forget what specifically we were talking about, but in terms of, yeah, this Lions team hosting a potential NFC championship. I think we were talking when the joke about you actually getting into, into the building if your parlay hits next week. 
Right. Then, yeah. If it does, you want, if JMO scores you want two four, touchdowns, yeah, I'm going to the game. The NFC Championship, but that yeah. would have to be a San Fran loss for that to happen. Right. Well, who knows? Maybe if we can put enough cash on JMO to score two <laughs> touchdowns to fly us out to San Fran too. There hey, you go. Hey, why don't we just make it a Vegas trip uh, the second week of February? Okay. And go win all our money back in Vegas. Hey, I, I told Brad. I said, listen, you you don't get paid. You don't get paid for a month. That's what I told him. No, I didn't. But I said, listen, you, you don't get paid for a month. Us three, we just go to Vegas. We get Radio Row media credentials, and we do it up. Who but says no? Who says no? What you should worry about on this off topic, by the way, you should uh, try and get a credential for the draft. I know it won't be That'd as be pretty uh, fun, but it's in Detroit. You know, I know it's it will it probably be one of the least important drafts of maybe uh, <laughs> the modern era, the two thousand for Lions. Li- well, you say that. Like a top, yeah, I, but you say that. But yeah. Brad Holmes, wizard, well, and all of, of a sudden there's two first round picks. One <laughs> of them's in the top twelve. Like that could happen. He's Who shown knows? he's willing to trade it before. I almost like don't even want to read any mock drafts this year because I'm like, dude, the don't, Lions. You don't. You, you're above that now. You're playoff okay, team, baby. Relax. That's not I, what I'm saying. Is like. The Lions won't pick where they're supposed to pick. They'll oh. trade out. They'll trade back. They'll trade up. Like that's what Brad. That's kind of his. He's in the zone during the draft. The, the poor NFL fan watches the mock yeah. draft now. People who root for teams Jeez. like me, like the Giants, that are not in. That we're like, ooh, could I get a Luke May? Like, who the hell is a Luke May? Uh, what's his name? Drake May. Drake May. There you go. That's how uh, you much want I JJ know. McCarthy. I want. I do not. I do not want <laughs> JJ McCarthy. Kidding me. You know, but, uh, but I I hate doing it. You know, you look and you're just like, okay, great, another another pick they're gonna miss. So on. you're running it back with Danny Dimes. Is you what you're saying. You gotta. <laughs> the funny thing is, you I feel like you're contractually obligated to have to. That's the worst thing. But no, listen, no mock drafts. That's the beauty of this week. This is January. This one, forget that website exists, Detroit and Great Lakes Bay region. Forget it. All right, let's uh, let's make some money. Oh, okay. Lock of the day. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right, we're going to the NFL on this one. Uh, no AJ Brown today for the Eagles taking on the Bucks. This is this one's actually in Tampa. I feel like it a is. lot of people have Assume. it in their heads that this is going to Philly. They were the better team this year. Uh, Tampa won their division, so they get to host this. Weather shouldn't be a factor in this one, but no AJ Brown, which I think is a bigger deal than people realize. Him being for the first half of the year, one of the three best receivers in the NFL, second half of the year, not so much. He's kind of been acting like a diva lately. He's going on. <laughs> he's got, he's got an injury, but then he scrubbed his social media of all things. Eagles. Mm. You have, you seen an Eagles game this year? You know, odds are, if you have, he's been going crazy on Jalen hurts on the sideline that he doesn't get the ball enough, even though they will be up by 21. It's kind of ridiculous. It's stuff. a good formula for the playoffs. That's the Cowboys yesterday. <laughs> when the receiver and quarterback are arguing mid-game, that's usually a good sign. Um, so with him out, I mean, you got to you got to go to your next best guy the most. And I think you know on this on this Buccaneers defense has a good run stopper in Vita Vea. They're still going to want to air the ball out a lot. I'm going to go Devontae Smith over five point five yards. Got to be next man up. Five point five receptions. Five point five receptions. Yes. That's my okay. that's my lock of the day. All right, I like that. I am going to add, and I get to add uh, for the first time, by the way, I believe. Uh, I'm looking at this Eagles offense too, and it's something I've played in the past. And I I would say I have like a 50 percent acceptance rate. It's probably hit two times, and oh, I failed twice. I uh, it's the Hertz rushing yards over or under. What's it's, that at right now? At least what I got. 
uh, is 39 and a half. So it's got to be somewhere in that 40 territory, I would believe. So do you He th- hasn't hit that in three weeks. Okay. And that doesn't scare me. It, but that doesn't scare me either. It, it's good weather. And he did run it. Now, he didn't get the, uh, the yards necessary against Tampa Bay when they matched up in the first four weeks of the season. Hertz ran for 10, uh, 10 attempts, 28 yards, and a touchdown in that well, game. Half then, of those attempts are like two yards. Exactly, and push. I'm sure the touchdown was a tush push. I'm thinking if he's got to run it 10 or more times, which I think just because of the lack of receivers, they got to get Hertz on the move. I'm going over 39 and a half here. I feel the weather, because remember, it's been right. numbers that have been low the last couple of weeks, but Philly plays where it's cold. They're playing in Tampa Bay. They're playing in their best weather conditions in a while. Yeah. And Hurts has to be, has to be, even if he is partly hurt, he has to be a big uh, facet of their offense tonight. He has, he has to be. I, you, you, just the way that they're structured and they try and buy him time to create plays, it's, it's what's going to have to be for the Eagles to have success. So I think he's going to get over 40 rushing yards. 39 and a half is what adds to this parlay. So he's dealing with a dislocated finger. Yeah. I, Shockingly, like and I think weirdly enough, with his knee. I mean, you could say it's about I, any guy. I, I think not 100. I think his knee's been messed up all season long. Yeah, but with the finger thing, you can make an argument. You want to run him even more, which sounds weird with someone who's hurt. You 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 mm-hmm. don't want to get them moving, but maybe you do if he can't hold on to the ball well. I I don't know. Um, if you parlay those together, Devonte Smith over 5.5 yards, Jalen Hurts over you got 5.5 receptions, 5.5 receptions, Jalen Hurts over 30. Do you have it at 39? 39, 39 rushing yards. Receiving. Can get, oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry, no, rushing, rushing. It is rushing. 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 You're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. If you parlay those together, you get a plus 235 parlay. Don't, don't be the guy who messes up the parlay. The bro lay. If we both add if to we it, both people. That's, we give you our picks, then add to it. That was. Then put in, you know, two Jameson William touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That was. Lock of the day. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right, few more minutes together on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. 989-837-6125. Who would you rather play? Who do you want to win tonight? The Bucks or the Eagles? That's next on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. The payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. We play next Sunday back here at home, guys. Yeah! So look, we got the winner of Tampa and Philly, which is tomorrow. We'll be here at three o'clock back at Ford Field because you got earned it. Dude, how electric was it out there? Yeah! I'm telling you what, it doesn't get any better. It's everything you dream of and then more. Uh, so I did something a little irresponsible during that commercial break, John. Oh no! Uh, not only did I parlay our two locks of the day together. I threw in the Eagles money line and Julio Jones to score a touchdown. Forget the lock. I'm going with the, the get into Ford Field bet. Oh, it was all I thought it was Julio two touchdowns. One no, touchdown. No, 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 no. It was just reasonable. one. It was okay. just one. It's right. uh it's it's only <laughs> and then I threw it to uh, it's plus twenty five hundred. I I threw a hundred percent profit boost on it. It's now plus five thousand. Five dollars to pay out two fifty, and then that Oof. won't even won't even get me into the building. Nope. But get you it, half a seat, probably. Uh, give me half a seat, and that 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 alone is worth it. Uh, let's go over some of the player grades from Sunday's game. Uh, let's let's get, let's do it to some music. There it is. Oh. It's like you read my mind. All right, John. We're simpatico. We're simpatico. All right, let's start with uh, your man. You just heard him coming into uh, the segment. One Dan Campbell player player grade. I guess it's coach grade. 
I think this might be the best game he's ever coached. Wow. I think he outcoached Sean McVay on this one. I'm going to give him an A+. Went, only went for it on fourth down once. Didn't get too aggressive, but still was aggressive throughout the game situationally. Put the ball in Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown's hands. This is an underrated thing. He trusted his kicker. They've had kicker problems all year long. Trusted his kicker to go out there and make, what, a 54-yard field goal? Yeah. Ended up being the difference. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's been a question mark all season long, and Dan Campbell had trust. And, I mean, this is more, I'm sure, general manager decision along with the coaching staff, but that midseason replacement. Because Patterson wasn't horrific, but he wasn't great. And probably wouldn't have been a guy you trusted in that spot. Uh, That and a lot more is why I'm in agreement. Got to give it A+. Got to give it A+. All right, who's up? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Your boy. I think I'm the $15 million man soon. (laughs) I think I'm going to give him an A, but I'm not even positive that's the right answer. Mm -hmm. It's weird to give him a grade on this. First half, A++. Three drives, all 75 yards, like a cakewalk. But after that, only scored three points. Um, There was a really cool play. The third touchdown, we line up in this jumbo personnel with two tight ends, two running backs, maybe even three tight ends. And then we shift and have trips to the right with all the big guys. Well, that adjusted the Rams personnel to where they have this personnel with a bunch of linebackers who can't guard Sam Laporta. That was a really cool play. Uh, Dan Olvarski, how are you saying my name? Um, went over that. I saw what was it? Nothing. Uh, he went over, whatever. Didn't went Dan Orlovsky? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. quarterback who used to play in Detroit? Yeah, the Detroit legend. The Detroit legend. The guy who ran out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. Legend. M- amazing. A minus. Yeah, A minus. I love that play design. And remember, that was a fourth down. Yeah. With the yeah, yeah, yeah. touchdown. And just because, again, the second half was a bit of a fall off, but the guts to call up that play, second and nine, and get the St. Brown from Goff delivery to clinch it. Can't be uh, too displeased with Ben Johnson, future NFL head coach. Laporta's a robot, by the way. <laughs> Aaron Glenn. I'm going to give him an A. Wow. I think we owe this. Uh, I said it a couple of weeks ago. We A-G. owe this guy an apology. They were able to get two sacks on Stafford. 19 pressures dialing up the blitz last night. Those long touchdowns. Nothing Aaron Glenn can do when the corners suck. Uh, I, I'm telling you right now, Kendall Vindor is not an NFL cornerback. Not a starter. Might not make most <laughs> other teams, yet he's, here he is guarding... Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. Uh, I thought Aaron Glenn was fantastic last night. And I think that's highlighted by the Rams going 0 for 3 in the red zone. Yeah, I- I'm in agreement. What'd you give him an A? A, yeah. yeah a. 68 a, total rushing yards, too, for the Rams. And the blitzing's just gotten better. Yeah. A. All right, let's go to the receiving core. Amon Ra, St. Brown. A plus. With the blue hair. A plus. A plus. A plus? Seven receptions, 110 yards, came through when we needed him the most. His over in both. I'll give an A minus. I've seen I've seen better games from him. I know he came up clutch, uh, but there was a couple other names I would throw before him in terms of why the Lions were victorious. Is Jack Fox one of those guys? Because <laughs> I'd give him an A plus. There you go. But I I'll, yeah I'll go A minus for for St. Brown. Uh, how about this offensive line? I'll say B plus. Okay. For the most part, Goff was protected throughout the game. Uh, however, he did get three sacks. He was pressured sixteen times. Yeah. Uh, the rushing game struggled in the second half. Or, yeah, in the second half, the throughout the game, it ended up getting to 3.7 yards per attempt, well below their season average. Yes. I will say this, though. Aaron Donald was a non-factor last night. No sacks. I triple-teamed them. No tackle for <laughs> losses. No QB hits. They took him out, so it, it's hard to knock him too bad. Yeah, if, if we were just grading on the first drive, A++++. But we're not. Uh, I would give it a B. Give it All a right. B based on that O-line performance. How about your boy, Ian Hutchinson? 
Mr. Clutch. I think, Mr. It, Clutch. I think it's an A. That, yeah. uh, it, it wasn't the three-sack performance that we've seen in the regular season, but that might have been his biggest, most impactful game as a Lion. Just got better as the game went on. 34% win rate. We already talked about it all. A. Yeah. Yeah. A. Uh, your favorite group, baby. The DBs, the secondary. Ah. <laughs> oh. I mean, come on, Cam Sutton with that breakup on third and 14. Cam Sutton, come on, man, he's a good cornerback too. Come on. But I, I don't know if I trust him anymore, just guarding, considering him this guy as our CB1. Come on, yeah. Branch had a pass defense. Branch was great. <laughs> Branch was really good. CJ whipped on a few tackles. Uh, he, he seems really raw. Was right it now. Joseph, by the way, who had the, the unnecessary the- roughness? Yes. Yeah, yes, but I was, that was who, ridiculous. What was the Atwell touchdown? Who was that? Who was that? Do you would remember off the top of your head? Like I that? think it was <laughs> iffy Melifon. It yeah. might have. No, I think it was, was Kirby it? Joseph. Yeah, I think it was Kirby Joseph. <laughs> I was just like, by the way, Joseph, man, what what a hit, huh? On uh, Higby. Yeah, it's the second tight end he's Jeez. taken out in the past month. He took out my, Hawkinson my, too. My friend, who's a Viking fan, not happy. Wants him yeah. out of the league. Wants him suspended. Not gonna happen. Final. You're uh, dirty guy. if you go high. You're dirty if you go low. There you go. Final guy. Final guy to grade. The man himself. JG16. Jared Goff. A plus. A Didn't make it about plus. him. Came in. Yep. Did his job. 121 passer rating. Six for six on passes. Ten yards down the field. Nine for eight on passes over the middle. Eight for ten when blitzed. It's his kingdom now. Goff's kingdom. A+. It's his kingdom. We, we never chanted Stafford's name like that. We never propelled him up. We, he was never our guy. He just won a bunch of meaningless regular season games. Wow. And Goff wins in the postseason. And by the way, I, I was not kidding. Jack Fox, A+. Plus. Both of the Rams' fourth quarter drives started within their own 10. 50-yard punt average. Yeah, he had a 61-yard yeah. or two. He was great. He Unbelievable. Was great. Uh, speaking of Matt Stafford, by the way. Oh, of course. Speaking of quarterback. We got some audio to play for you. McVay was up. When Sean McVay was up here, he said that he was happy for Jared Goff and whatnot through their time together. You've been here in Detroit for your first 12 season. Just mm-hmm. how do you feel about the city of Detroit? You know, now I'm happy for the players. Happy for those guys. He's happy for the players. So you took you took uh, a little dis. I I guess the, you were dissatisfied with this answer. I don't care what he says. Okay, Th- that, that's I wasn't just like I don't because people are saying he's bitter. What do you want the guy to answer? Guy got booed when he came onto the field. Good. Right? Tariko goes. As he should have. Tariko goes silent. They do a wide pan, and it's just boo, blah, blah, blah. He chose to leave, won his championship, well, I don't, comes I don't back. know if he chose to leave, but. What do you mean? He got he, traded. Well, he, I think he wanted out. I don't think he was clamoring to stay any longer. Hey, he, you you, you were living career? here. I, I wouldn't to, say he was like. like I'm not I think saying he, was he wanted content. out. I, he yeah. was content with leaving. Okay. It was Brad Holmes got brought in, Dan Campbell brought in, and within a month or two of that, so, they, it was pretty apparent that was going to happen. So, so it's even to my point then. If if you want to be under the school of thought that he didn't want to leave, it's a guy who okay, they traded him away. He comes back after years of great success, and I know you mentioned it last week, and you didn't care about it. Did a lot for the Detroit community, put them on the map with didn't Megatron do during me. down years. <laughs> I know, great quote from you. Yeah, he's just gonna not acknowledge the city. And, and believe me, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't care about the kids or what. It was like, listen, you're gonna ask me about it. I, I care about some of the players. There's some guys that he's been teammates with. Hey, good for them. W- what do you want him to say? Oh no, the city deserves it. They booed his ass off last night. They, they booed him as they should have. They booed him. Stafford was like my Sam's Club pretzel from earlier today. <laughs> A little too salty. A little too salty. Like, 
I, I just don't know how you look. Oh, what, what a disgrace. Like, and there's some in Detroit media who just, oh, so bitter. But what do you want him to say? What, what do you want him to say? Oh, no, yeah, Detroit deserved it. Like, no, he's, he's not going to be happy. He lost the playoff game. He thought this was this could be his last run. That could be his last playoff game ever. I hope it is. Like I know you do, but I, I just I, I don't I don't get the uh, surprise from it. I, and it's it's more from other people than from you. But I don't get why everyone's so like kind of obsessed with it. Like oh, he doesn't love us. Line. I don't know, man. We don't love him. He didn't win a, a banner. He didn't win us a playoff game. We didn't <laughs> we didn't chant his name ever in going into a playoff game. No, we didn't love this guy. We liked him. Not anymore. Not anymore. <sighs> Maybe he was just mad that the Lions wouldn't get his wife a suite in the building. You hear about that one? <laughs> I did not. So Kelly Stafford, his wife, was just going nuts on her little podcast. Because oh, you know, everybody podcast. everybody has a podcast these days. Wow. Um, Come from two guys who have a podcast. The payoff, <laughs> which you can download. Go to your app stores and find it, please, after the show. But she was like, yeah, we tried reaching out to the Fords and the Lions, and they didn't have any... Suites available for us. Yeah, because we haven't hosted a playoff game in 30 years. We don't have extra suites around. Sorry. Sorry you're not at the top of the totem pole in hey. terms of people who deserve the suite. I think me and you deserve a suite more than just some random random girl. Kelly Stafford. I would think, I would think the quarterback of the Rams' wife probably. She would be Family would be above us. Why would, why, why would we give a suite to people rooting for the Rams? No, that's a good point, but I, you're not giving it to us. Unless you unless you know. unless you write a couple number one singles there, we should. You're not gonna get a suite there, man. <laughs> you need to, you need to write a couple songs, and maybe, you have not. Maybe maybe we can do a show live from um, the logo at midfield, in the middle of a game. How about that? Okay. <laughs> All right, lucky we do, we're lucky we get to do one from a baseball field. Um. Yeah, we honestly are. Uh, no show tomorrow, right? No, we're going to have some high school hoops action starting at 5.50. And right now, we're going to, speaking of basketball, we're going to go to the Northwood Coaches Show. Travis McCurdy, T-Mac, he's live from Fricks. There you go. We'll send it there. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. That was a payoff, and I hope it was worth it. From the Blazy Electric Studios, this is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt, WLUN. <laughs>